Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 89 of Near Perfect Pitch. Absolute stonker today, in keeping with the previous 88 stonkers. Um, this episode is, is particularly brilliant, and I'll tell you why. I'm talking to Holly, Holly Ross, from The Lovely Eggs, and you are going to be suitably impressed by the banter at the end of the programme, which we will showcase. And uh, with that, I can tell you that this uh, episode, episode 89 of Near Perfect Pitch, is brought to you by Holly Ross, The Lovely Eggs, and the 54321 Chocolate Bar from the late 70s, early early 80s, for those that remember, and those that might care. I'm going to fade out the, uh, the gorgeous teenage fan club. I've been sitting here for half an hour, actually, having a litany of, of tech difficulties, pulling my hair out. So if I do sound a little bit, uh, a little bit stressed out, it's probably residual uh, from, from that, because I've been trying to get the record speed sorted out here, and it's been playing silly buggers. Anyway, so, new releases. This is what I hope to get to today. No promises, because I've got uh, more songs than I can play this particular episode. Uh, new Kristen Hirsch, brand new Fluffy Tales. Uh, something from STFU, that's uh, Dean Garcia, is uh, one of his several, several projects. Brand new stuff by uh, 7778, which is rather, rather tasty. Um, Team Picture, Kavana. Very excited to be sharing a teaser track from the new forthcoming Chills LP. We're playing something uh, uh, from that. Hopefully getting to some uh, flame retardant bears in as much as some jubble. Latest project uh, by A.R. Kane's Rudy Tambala. We've got uh, Strum Tap in as much as we hope to touch upon some tombstones in their eyes. We've got a hat trick today that includes uh, actually one kind of new release. And uh, we've got, as I said, We've got the interview with Holly at the end of the programme with the lovely eggs. Usual features, we've got Essential Wax this week, which is uh, Milltown Brothers' Cover Me. We've got, which is uh, a bit of uh, Editors slash REM. Obligatory Fall, ah, as a usual, Weekly Peel, Tinterweb Time. We've got a hat-trick which is entitled Scorchio Hat-Trick, and that'll all make sense to you if you're not a fan of the Fast Show, which you should be. And um, just loads and loads of other tracks intermittently dispersed between what I've just disclosed. And we'll start with this.
Pass, brand new material by uh, 7778, Aaron Fletcher and Tim Parkin. That is the essence of 7778. They used to be uh, in a band called The Bees. They were known as Band of Bees in North America. And they've been absent for the best part of eight years. And they are now back with uh, their debut al- album under the guise of 7778 entitled Jellies. And it's rather fantastic. And uh, you can pick that up just about anywhere and i'll put the uh, url in the show notes as i always do before that kick things off with uh, something monumental especially if you're a man united fan which of course i'm not but this is the one a song that is magical in its own right that's been adopted by man united but uh, it's just got that wonderful football feel-good anthemic sentiment and uh, based upon england being in the semi-finals which i shall talk no more of i don't want to put the mockers on it just delighted because the last time i witnessed such a such euphoria was in 1990, only to be a bitterly disappointed. And uh, the time prior to that, the only other time England were in the semis was when I was a gestating fetus uh, in 1966. Right, no more about uh, my mother's pregnancy. Let's hear something brand new from uh, Japan's Fluffy Tales. They've been releasing a lot of material lately. This is off their new five-track EP entitled A Thousand Miles Away, a track called I Remembered.
were dead good when they were around. That's Rialto and uh, a song entitled Dream Another Dream that appears on their debut record and uh, their debut record was self-titled and both were released in 1998. Before that, Fluffy Tales from Japan off their brand new uh, five-track mini-album or EP depending on what you want to call it um, and uh, the EP itself is called A Thousand Miles Away and we heard I remembered fluffytalesmusic.bandcamp.com Next up we're going to Manchester to hear something new from a band that have been on the programme before Kavana. Here's a new song called Sit Me Down <laughs>
voice of my own A small caravan by the sea A frantic look, a few good books And a smoke might just satisfy me That girl with her hips in a song And a few sound thoughts in her head We might find we're two of a kind And I'll never have to pretend That I
That's some gorgeous shoegaze wonderment for you there in the uh, shape of Blind Mr. Jones off their debut LP released in 92 entitled Stereo Musicale on the wonderful Cherry Red Records label. Small Caravan is what we heard. Before that, from Manchester, we heard Kavana with their latest single, Sit Me Down, and uh, go to kavana.bandcamp.com to learn much, much more. Um, What's up next? Oh, another new release. We've got something by Leeds' Team Picture off their uh, brand new seven-song mini-LP entitled Recital, which you can get your hands on at teampicture.bandcamp.com. Here's a tune called Theme from Flint. Thank you. 
soon Declan McManus aka Elvis Costello he's uh, struggling with cancer and has took time off cancelled all his touring to concentrate on getting back to full health and of course our thoughts are with him Elvis Costello his fourth ever single from 1977 that appeared on uh, the WLP My Aim Is True on Stiff Records crikey all those years ago I was 10 when that came out disturbing yet cool at the same time before that Leeds team picture of their uh, brand spanking new uh, seven track mini LP entitled Recital and that's uh, a tune called Theme from Flint I told you at the beginning of the programme that I am rather excited about uh, the prospect of a new album by The Chills their seventh LP his seventh LP essentially Martin Phillips who has been on the show incidentally go back into the annals of uh, Near Perfect Pitch and uh, source that interview more than interesting the LP is out on the 14th of September on Fire Records entitled Snowbound here's one of the two teaser tracks thus far 
is complex.
fast, but I just stare. Can't run my hands through your car wash hair. Wanna ask, but I just stare. Can't run my hands through your car wash hair. Drilling a hole with my soul in the sand. Digging for gold in the hole in my bed. Catching a ride from a band. I sat in the back of the van. They tried to make me understand. If I'm not in a band, don't mean I'm square. And if I am, well then I don't care. Wanna ask, but I just stare. Can't run my hands through your car wash hair. Catching a ride from a band. 
I sat in the back of the van They tried to make me understand That if I'm not in the van Don't mean I'm square And if I am Well then I don't Ask what I just stare Can I run my hands through your car wash hair? Wanna ask what I just stare Can I run my hands through your car wash hair? Yourself Esteem, and that's not entirely true actually. The uh, the song itself, Car Wash Hair, was released as a single in '92, their second single. But uh, on North American releases of uh, the LP brought out by Sony, you could get that as an extra track. Now, the reason I played that not only is it a fantastic tune, uh, but Dave Fridman is a band member of Mercury Rev and a producer extraordinaire, and in turn, he produced the latest and greatest. Uh, release by the Lovely Eggs, and we're going to be talking to Holly from the Lovely Eggs, and we're going to be talking about uh, David Frid- David uh, Friedman a little bit as well at the end of the program. So it's segue-ish, if that makes sense. And before that, my goodness me, from the forthcoming new sixth studio LP, not the seventh, the sixth got confused there initially uh, earlier on. Snowbound's the name of that. It's out on 14th of September on Fire Records. Complex is the song that we heard there, and Martin Phillips, genius get anything and everything that you possibly can by the chills. It's time now for our uh, weekly Peel track. We're going to go back now to 1990.
first of two tracks off our Essential Wax, which this week is the debut record by uh, Milltown Brothers. I'll get into more detail momentarily. But before that, we heard Yazoo, Yaz, depending on what part of the planet you're from. Um, Don't Go, appeal session recorded mid-February, the 16th of February, 1982. And that, uh, that feature tidily out of the way. Now back to our Essential Wax this week. We're featuring Slinky from 1991 by Milltown Brothers from Blackburn in the northwest of the, the UK and uh, featured on the charts at number 27. It did. It was the debut of four LPs on AM Records and produced by David Megan. A wonderful piece of work. We heard Apple Green, which is their uh, fourth single off the record. Instead of playing another single, let's, uh, let's play an album track and uh, this will exemplify the might of this LP all uh, ten tracks of it, so uh, let's listen now to Never Come Down Again.
Germany. That is Atlanta Arrival with a tune called Colliding Stars. I'll get into more detail in just a second with regards to this track. Before that, We Had Never Come Down Again by Milltown Brothers, the second of two songs as featured on this week's Essential Wax, Milltown Brothers Slinky from 1991, their debut record, their first of uh, four studio LPs. This one uh, reached number 27 in the charts and uh, in uh, 93 their follow-up Valve came out. It wasn't as successful uh, and then it took a further 10 years for their third album which was released, uh, self-released, entitled Rubber Band which you can get through the band's website and uh, just a little while ago, uh, two, three years ago, Long Road came out in 2015 and uh, these subsequent records are very, very good. Just didn't get any prominence whatsoever. So Milton Brothers from Blackburn from Lancashire get your ears around them if you already don't know about them right let's get back to the song that we just heard after the second milltown brothers track it's uh, a track by atlanta arrival from germany and it's a tribute single because they have lost their drummer and i'll quote from uh, their website an email that i got this week which got removed my specs uh, on the 17th of may we had to say goodbye to our dear son brother uncle friend and drummer Bjorn Mertz. He was a fighter and an optimist, always determined to support his beloved ones instead of burdening them with his own stroke of fate. After months of battling cancer, it seemed like a miracle when he left the hospital cancer-free at the beginning of this year, still full of enthusiasm and the joy of living. He enjoyed the time with friends and family and poured all his energy into his music, his one true passion. So after our former band, The Satellite Year, split up, we composed an album that was supposed to be our next project. Bjorn was about to go to a health resort, so he wanted to record the songs afterwards. But if he had a, had a vision, he insisted on uh, finishing the recording of the drums before his leave. And so he did. Nine songs in only eight hours. At this time, there was no way that anybody could have known that he was already developing a number of new tumours. While his friends believed that Bjorn was at the health resort as planned, really he was staying at a, a hospice anyway. And... Uh, Long story short, um, all the proceeds of this record go to support the German Cancer Foundation. Very, very sad state of affairs. And again, if you want to learn more, atlanta-arrival.bandcamp.com slash releases, where you can find out more about this uh, wonderful support single for, for Bjorn Mertz. And it's by Atlanta Arrival, entitled Colliding Stars. Next, we're going to hear something brand new off A.R. Kane's Rudy Tambala, lead track to their new Thinking Sweet EP. We're going to hear a song called Thinking Sweet Fusion. Stay. 
Thank you.
Primitives from Five Fluffy Favourites part-time punk session. That is a five-track CD that you can get your hands on at theprimitives.bigcartel.com. Five songs recorded uh, for part-time punks as a session, and that's uh, their session version of Stop Killing Me. A lovely version. It is too. Before that, we heard Thinking Sweet Fusion uh, by Jubal, which is uh, A.R. Kane's Rudy Tambala. It's a debut release uh, for his uh, side project, Jubal, which you can uh, get all the information at jubalband.bandcamp.com, and that's J-U-B-L-B-A-N-D, all one word. Now, what's up next? Oh, I can tell you, it's time for a little bit of this. It's into web time, boys and girls. What that means is it's a delve into uh, the wonderful world of the World Wide Web, where I was reminded of this absolute beauty. This week, we're going to go way back into the, the depths of the fast show. Hello, Classicos de Paratos, Miatrochi, Avali Portos, Scorchio. Minia Cuniatella, Interior. Scorchio, Minia Cuniatella, Exterior. Scorchio, Monte Blanco, Scorchio, Costa, Scorchio, Metrologicus Magnana. Mmm, Scorchio. <laughs> okay, so a lot of you are going, what on earth's going on there? Now, there was a show called The Fast Show in the UK in, in the 90s, and uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I think it went into the 2000s as well. Um, and this is a, a spoof of theirs. Basically, it's called Channel 9. It's, it's a combination of every bit of dodgy Mediterranean telly you've ever accidentally seen whilst on your holidays. And this is um, a, a weather, a weather uh, girl, and it's, uh, God bless her, it's, uh, it's Catherine Ahern, who uh, just passed very recently as, uh, as the weather girl. And uh, Scorchio, meaning that it's just plain hot everywhere. And uh, every time she reads, uh, well, actually delivers the weather, she's similarly surprised that it's so hot everywhere. Anyway, it's a laugh. So now it's time for our Scorchio hat trick. I'm going to start things off with a little bit of uh, summer fun by the Orioles.
Well, there's this week's hat-trick for you. Culminating with the single from 1996 on uh, the Che Trading label, that's Mogwai, with a song simply entitled Summer, and a good one it is too. And before that, the second track of the three, we had Ride, an LP track of 96's fourth studio LP, Tarantula, and a song entitled Sunshine, Nowhere to Run. And kick things off with uh, the Orioles, God bless them, from their, their recently released WLP Silver Dollar Moment, which you can learn more about at theorielles.co.uk. And that is Sunflower Seeds. And that is our hat trick. That's our Scorchio hat trick for episode 89, Out of the Road. Next, it's time for our obligatory fall, our track. And uh, we're going to hear something from 
Melbourne, Australia's Wild Meadows with uh, a track off this year's debut self-titled full-length, which you can get at wildmeadows.bandcamp.com. And before that, it was our obligatory fall oh, track for this week, a single from 85, with the B-side being uh, Roland Danny. That is uh, Couldn't Get Ahead by the mighty, mighty of the fall. We are 20 songs in, nearly approaching the interview at the end of the programme with uh, the wonderful Holly of The Lovely Eggs. And don't forget, if you are inclined in a social capacity, uh, there is a Facebook page for Near Perfect Pitch. Uh, just search Near Perfect Pitch. Shouldn't be too much of a toil for you. Uh, at Near Perfect Pitch is Twitter. At Near Perfect Pitch is Instagram. Nearperfectpitch.com is uh, the main URL, which now seems to be redundant, being that uh, the programme is on every podcast provider. But uh, just in case you want to have a little bit of fun and frivolity on the side, the social media aspects of, of uh, what, I, what I do on a weekly basis are a bit of fun, sort of continuation of a theme of the show itself next up it's time for this week's cover me we're gonna have some rem and uh, they're tackling uh, this tune as done so beautifully initially by uh, editors but this is their version of it and uh, michael stipe well he hardly does anything wrong occasionally but very rarely i'm so glad I found us. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I found us. I'm so glad I did. Spoken to it breaks when you don't fall sad. It breaks when you don't try. It breaks if you don't fall sad. It breaks if you don't try. Things you should know by now. Be careful what you put down. People are fragile. Things you should know by now. You'll speak when you're spoken to. Careful what you put them through 
I'm proud to smile at what has been done They deserve it all those evil ones Stop at a bar and my own TV Is everyone looking for me? Got a cold beer in my hand Safety off, gun in hand and greatest by the fantastic flame retardant bears a single called unplanned road trip go to your uh, regular digital repositories to get your hands on that and don't forget about their wlp driving up to louisville it's quite fantastic and this track is not featured on it so uh, why not just buy everything we've had uh, we've had the guys on the show uh, in uh, in past months and what a, what an outfit and i just wish they sold more records they are that good. Anyway, that is Flame Retardant Bears. Get your hands on Unplanned Road Trip. Before that, from Radio 1 Live Lounge Session, uh, that is Munich, uh, as uh, uh, interpreted by R.E.M. originally, as done, of course, by editors. I'm having difficulty talking this week, aren't I? We are fast approaching. End of programme. Time for a bit of punk.
Sitting on a mountain high above the world There's nothing there but clouds If there's anybody out there I will shout But you won't hear a sound And I sit up all the sunset Wait for all the stars to fill the sky Thinking about my actions and the things Pass me by As far as I know, the Debbie single by Strumtap. They're from Chorley Lanks, and that is the radio edit version of Clouds. Find out more about them, as I am trying to do myself, at uh, facebook.com slash strumtap. They're very, very good. That's all I've heard, and I wanted to share it with you, and I have reached out to them to see if uh, I could get some more material by them. Before that, one of only five singles off their only studio LP from 1978, Germ-Free Adolescence. That, of course, is styrene belting it out for uh, X-Ray Specs and uh, probably their best-known song, Identity. It's brilliant, that is. It really, really is. I remember hearing that for the first time when I was 11, and... Uh, 
it, uh, it pleasantly disturbed me, if that makes any sense whatsoever. And before that, uh, the mighty flame retardant bears with unplanned a road trip. Next up, we're going to go back to an album that uh, you just have to keep going back to every now and again.
Well, Tanya Donnelly and Belly return this year with a new record, and uh, Kristen Hirsch is doing the same thing. She's got a new record solo album coming out on October the 5th entitled Possible Dust Clouds. That's one of her two lead singles to uh, showcase and promote the record. That's the rough version of LAX. Go to kristenhirsch.com to keep abreast of all things that pertain to her. That's C-R-I-S-T-I-N-H-E-R-S-H. And before that, well, 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 off the debut and magnificent George Best record from 1987 on Reception Records. That's the wedding present, of course, with You Can't Moan, Can You? Nearly, nearly ready for that chat with the wonderful Holly of The Lovely Eggs. That's coming up after, well, the songs by them surrounding the interview are coming up after this one last track. I did mention, I didn't think I'd get to it, but I'm going to just get to it by the skin of my teeth. The, uh, the new album, one of two new albums released on the same day, actually, by uh, STFU. Go to stfu-ufc.bankamp.com, the project of Dean Garcia, X of Curve, and uh, Preston Maddox. Off the, uh, the first of the two releases, Yum One, here's a track entitled, quite simply, Infection. <laughs>
first of three songs that you're going to be hearing by the magnificent The Lovely Eggs. That was Wiggy Giggy kicking things off, and I'm going to get right back into The Lovely Eggs very, very soon after I let you know that uh, before we heard Wiggy Giggy, we heard something brand new from STFU, that's uh, Dean Garcia and Preston Maddox of the new Yum One uh, LP, which you can get at stfu-ufc.bandcamp.com. Come now, let's get back uh, to the band at hand, as it were. The Lovely Eggs, what a band they are. Followed them uh, since the first album dropped. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm an aficionado, but uh, when I heard uh, in 2009, if you were fruit, it, uh, it was a game changer, I think, for me. It was followed uh, closely by, uh, by Cobb Dominoes in 2011, Wildlife in 2012. This Is Our Nowhere came out in 2015, and we waited uh, the best part of three years for This Is Eggland, the latest and greatest. Now, the band are comprised of a uh, husband and wife team, essentially Holly Ross, who used to be a lead singer in uh, Angelica, that used to be on uh, the Deceptive uh, label that was owned by Steve Lamack and a couple of partners way back when. And... Uh, of course, in cahoots with David Blackwell. So we're going to be concentrating mainly, uh, well, all three songs are going to actually come from uh, This Is Eggland. You're going to hear one more now before we get into a chit-chat with Holly, who discloses an awful lot about the band and their ethos. And as you can probably gather, they're not your average band. So uh, let's hear one more before we have a chat with Holly. Here's Return of Witchcraft. <laughs>
of witchcraft must mention that all three songs that we're going to be playing we played two uh, were chosen by holly asked her in the interview to uh, to choose the three that she wanted to showcase off uh, the fifth record which i've already mentioned is this is eggland a wonderful lp it's very very new it's off the shelves and uh, over to me now and a nice chat i had with holly and she's going to fill you in on perhaps all the things that you didn't know about the lovely eggs back afterwards to tie things up with one more track Hiya. Is it me? Oh, hello. I'm putting on the phone now. Yeah. <laughs> I told you she was, you were phoning and she got to it straight away. How are you doing? I'm very well. That That's that's pretty quick off the mark, that is. I know, she's always like, yeah. I, did, I thought you'd be Canadian. I didn't realise you'd be British. Yeah, yeah, I've lived here for quite some time, but um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's ostensibly a, a British music show, but uh, oh, okay. I, I play, I play... I play anything and everything that I deem to be cool, of which you qualify in spades. So, oh, excellent. I'm really happy to be talking to you. Great, yeah, you too. And uh, so I'll probably start off by saying congrats on the latest record because it's uh, thank you. It, it's made uh, it's made a bit of an indelible mark, hasn't it? After I mean, the first four, the first four did did uh, did some musical damage. I think it's fair to say, but I think with the arrival of uh, of this is Agland, it's it's. You, you you kind of stamp your arrival, like you're not going away, as it were. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, a bit of a... Oh, I've got an echo going on in my voice. Have you, have you got my voice in your studio or something? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely fine at this end, and that's with all due respect, that's all that counts, really. It sounds good at this yeah, end. Yeah, it's just a bit off-putting when I'm talking, when I can hear my own voice coming back at me. Oh, that's... a bit better now. OK. Um, yeah, it's a bit mad, really, the reception of it, Everyone's really got behind it and really loved it, and we were unsure how people would receive it, really, because it's a bit different in direction to the other four records that we've done. It's a lot, a lot, lot heavier. Yeah. But like, we don't really give a shit about what people think. We were like unsure about what people think, but we didn't really give a shit in a way. We still wanted to release it. Yeah. Sort of the agenda of our band really is just doing stuff that pleases us, you know. Um, which is why we've got some weird sounding records <laughs> in our catalogue of albums, you know, some odd songs <laughs> and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's been, the reception to it's been a bit overwhelming, really. We didn't think that that many people would get into it, and uh, it's great, we're really happy. Well, you know what you said just 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 moments ago about uh, you know not, not giving a monkeys. I mean, I think that that's a wonderful thing. I mean, it's been abundantly clear to me since since you know since I first came across came across your works in you know about two thousand two thousand eight perhaps 
um, right. just before if you were fruit. Um, it's, yeah. it's just abundantly clear that you've never given a toss, which is great. I mean, that, that's an unmitigated positive. You've, you've just made records ostensibly for yourselves, and if other people like it as a byproduct, then fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly it. You've hit the nail on the head there. I think when we first did our band, like, because I've been in a band before that was like a band that, well, we, we were just a normal little, you know, DIY sort of punk band, and then we got it when I was like about 15. Well, I wanted to talk yeah. about that. Sorry to interrupt you, Holly, but I did, I did want to talk specifically about Angelica, you know, because at the end of the day, that, that, was your, that was your baptism, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, and it was horrible. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I like being in the band with the girls, I think, before we started getting sort of successful. But once we got successful, I didn't like the route that it went down. And I don't like the music industry. It's full of false bullshitters. Yes. And I don't like the fact that you can produce what I consider to be art in your music, and then it's, like, rejected because it's, like, not poppy enough or it won't be good for radio. It's, like, it's all like a fucking product, and I hate a lot of it. So that is why... When Angelica split up, I never picked up a guitar for two years, and that is why, when I finally decided to, we, me and David were just like, we are, this band is for us, and it's for the love of the joy of music, and we're not having anyone telling us what's good and what's not good, and we don't give a shit, yeah, and we're not making music for anyone else other than us, and that was our ethos 12 years ago, like when we started, and it's still our ethos now, <laughs> and it's really important to not you know, get involved in that bullshit and all that hype and, you know, like, oh, God, this record's done really well, so the next record, you know, all that pressure, it's just bullshit. Yeah, well, it's like, like you know, it's, it's like, hi, I, I don't see a hit here. It, it, it's, it's exactly what we're talking about. And I, I used to be I used to be in the music industry and I tried to distance myself from the bullshit, which really became tantamount to impossible, really. I mean, it's just... Oh, did you? What did you do in the well, music industry? Well, I was I was a rep in, in in sort of you know sales and marketing and uh, right, okay. and and I represented a lot of a uh, lot of indie labels and really really tried tried awfully hard to take on the majors. So you know you know cargo back in the day and Pinnacle and things yeah. like that. So just just working with with ostensibly uh, lots lots of indies and uh, it was very very uh, enjoyable. But um, within the within the confines of the industry and the parameters of the industry. Uh, you can't really escape uh, the bullshit without, well, ending up in a padded cell, essentially. You can't get rid of, you, can't, you just can't, you can't even do mild bullshit. I mean, it's all bullshit. Even on the indies now, the small indies, I know loads of, we've got loads of friends in bands who are on, like, these small indies in the UK. And they're, they're putting their albums forward and they're, they're down, you know, because they've been told that it's not good enough. Or they've got to write another one, or they've got there's only two songs out of the ten that they submitted are any good. And I just don't like that judgment, really. Well, it's 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 know. so subjective at, at at the best of times, anyway. And at the end of the day, well, why, why don't we lead on to this? Because you know you, you've you've released your records through what you'd probably call semi-traditional means. I mean, the industry's changed immeasurably and irreversibly in the last few years, whereby the artist. In, in many ways, has been empowered to be the captains of their own ship in terms of looking after their own product and getting it out there. Uh, th that autonomy is lovely, but you're also challenged with taking care of your own marketing and sometimes being your own roadies and your own bookers. And, 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 yeah, and, and, it's hard work. I won't say it's not. Yeah. It is really hard work. The payoff is that you don't give, you know, like, 
you've got complete and utter freedom, really, to do exactly what you want. Yeah, no concessions. Yeah, it's pretty hard, and there's also limitations, because we are well aware that there are certain gates and doors that will always remain locked to a band like us. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't either know people or they just don't want to let a band like us through, but that's fine because we're not bothered. We just want to make music and then record it and have fun recording it and then go out on tour and play it to people live who like us and we get free booze and we get paid for it. I mean, there's nothing not to like. No, no, that's quite quite, quite an attractive equation, that is, really, at the end of the day. And I think also a lot of bands, you know, like are aspiring always to get, to get bigger and onto the next level, and sometimes it's just great just to say, you know, I'm here, and this is fine, and it's brilliant, and it's more than I ever expected. Yeah, and I will be making... And I will be making yeah. another record, yeah. I'm just going to be able to keep continuing to make records, which is... We're just really happy we don't have to work other jobs, because for years and years and years we did, and a lot of bands on labels, actually, and quite successful bands on big indie labels, are having to work part-time jobs in their spare time and stuff. Oh, yes. To make enough money, because they're not making enough money from the label, because the label's taking, like, 50% or quite a lot of the money from them, and so is the manager, and so is the booking agent. So we kind of just keep control of everything, take all the money, and then we can live, you know, just live and not have to, you know, do shitty nine-to-fives, which is really amazing. We just think we're in a really sweet spot at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to get religious, because just the connotation of the word, but you are kind of blessed in, in being able to to subsist without without having to work some poxy support job just to be able to write records and go on tour. And, you, you know, I think I think you owe yourselves a lot of credit. I mean, pat yourselves on the back because what you're doing is uh, is, is is by far and away an anomaly in terms of, uh, you know, an indie band of your stature, with all due respect. I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not breaking the charts and you don't want yeah. to, but you, you've got control. You've got uh, you've got autonomy. You've got no one telling you what to do. And oh, I must admit, in touch you there. Our last single, Big C, went to number two in the independent vinyl charts. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh crack, you know I wasn't. No, there are some charts that matter, of course, but I'm I'm, I'm talking about uh, mainstream nonsense, whereby that's that, that's how you grade. Yeah, but no, no. The thing is, though, it's been quite hard work. But the thing is, we are scratchers, and we will live on nothing, and we're happy to live on nothing to do what we want to do. And I think that's my problem sometimes. I don't know about what it's like in Canada, but in the UK there's a massive funding culture, like, oh, we have to get the money for this, for yes. funding, else we won't do the project. Yes. So, you know, like, we apply for funding, and if they don't get the money, they just don't do whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's a, you know, musical thing or an album or an event or whatever. Yeah. Whereas we've always thought the exact opposite way around. We want to do it, and we're going to do it, and if we have to live on beans on toast, six months and not go out and you know like we just scrimp and we don't anymore because like we're much more successful and we're playing bigger gigs and getting paid more and everything's like better than it used to be but when we first started out we just were just living on fucking nothing we were living on about three grand a year to pay our rent to pay our bills and to eat and you know yeah we, we were prepared to do that because that was important to us to not have to you go into that office and fucking sit next to someone that you hate <laughs> for eight hours a day, uh, you know what I mean? I'm very well aware of what you mean. That's why I'm laughing slash crying at the same time because most people have to do that on a daily basis. And, uh, well, they don't have to. Sometimes they do. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. 
all have to work, but you don't sometimes, they don't have to, they just have got quite high standards of living. Oh, well, no, uh, that's, that, is a, that is a completely different ball game, but I agree 100%. I mean, we could talk about that till the end of time, whereby people, especially in North America, where I, where I live now, there's a... I'm in the uh, I'm in, a, in in the capital and in, in, in the suburbs, and I consider myself very lucky to live here. But it's very much a competition of uh, keeping up with cars and boats and cottages oh, at, at a game that a game that I don't play. And um, it's the same back home as, I, as, I'm, as I'm well aware. And, and I, I'm, I, it's abundantly clear. I mean, when I when I you know I follow you on social media, when I I just love pictures of you. You know, packaging your own records in in in, in, the, in the front room, and and, and, and it, you yeah. know, it, it's brilliant. It, it really, really is, and, and and it just it just exudes everything that, that you've just been talking about. It's DIY, but it's DIY with love, and it and it's it's yeah, it's, it is. It, it really is because we do appreciate everyone who orders stuff from us, and we appreciate because where we've got at the moment, which is you know where we, people are starting to take notice of us a bit because. Um, we're selling out gigs and stuff and we're getting on the radio and stuff, but I don't think it's anything to do with the industry. They haven't created that. There isn't a label with clout who's gone, oh, I'll pull a few strings, get them in the press, get, you know, some yeah. hype going. It's just our fans that have done that. Just well, by being loyal and coming to our gigs and then coming back to them and then coming again. Well, it's... it's, you know, it's, it's, it's us, getting behind us, it's literally that is, is why we're doing okay in the UK now. Well, Nothing we, to do with... Well, well, you're not giving you're not giving yourself credit. I mean, the fans the fans are fantastic, but you you have nurtured them and respected them over the years by, you know, you put out a record, you take care and attention over what you put out. You've got a nice healthy mix of multi format. You uh, you're regularly recording. You take a lot of care and attention for the packaging, uh, and and you tour. I mean, that's everything that that fans want. So I mean, you're you're getting your just desserts really because you you know you, you reap what you sow and and. And you've you've grown nice nicely and organically without a gun to your head over the course of you know ten years. You've you've reached this point not through luck, it's through hard work and and nurturing uh, an audience. I suppose it is, yeah. Sometimes I think, oh yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I suppose it is, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's so subjective to you. I mean, yeah, I mean you, you seem kind, you seem very humble for for everything that you've done. To be perfectly frank, because you know I'm, I'm well aware of how this industry works, and uh, to, to 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 work in it anarchically and, and to become successful. Is, is is a difficult proposition. It's very hard to attain, and and it's, it's actually hard to. You can get a flash in the pan. It's actually hard to sustain, and, and you manage that. So, this is all good, all good stuff. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you because you've worked with some 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 wonderful people in varying degrees, you know, including including in Angelica. So, I mean, I, I'm going to drop drop some names for the listeners here. But but you know, you work with Tajinder Singh. You work with you know Cat Bellin. You work with Grafferese, Jad Fair, uh, these are these are these are wonderful people. Uh, and yeah. uh, is there anyone else on the agenda that you might be working with that, that you can uh, share with us? Because you know, production-wise, assistance-wise, uh, record. Well, no, one at the mo- no one at the moment. But no. I mean, we always like collaborating with people because we like meeting new people and we like meeting other artists and musicians because. There aren't that many. Well, there's quite a few in Lancaster, but do you know what I mean? It's I always do. nice to yeah. meet other like-minded people from around the world. Yes. So we're always wanting to do stuff, but we haven't got anything on the cards. The last thing we did with anyone was really like just working with Dave Bridman, really, on the last album, which was about a year ago. Yeah. Um, so we're just kind of, you know, we're just getting back on into writing again after doing all that because 
Yeah, we had to do all the promotion for that album and everything, and that was only in February, so yes. it takes quite, quite, quite a long time to do. Well, you, yeah, no, not, no one that we've got on the cards at the moment, no, not like him, no. Well, you, well you, did, you did mention Dave Fridman, so so obviously a very important chap in the whole scheme of things. Um, produced the LP, I mean, you can you can talk about Mercury up to you blue in the face, just phenomenal stuff. I mean, everything from Mogwai to Delgado's to Tame Impala, uh, Sleet to Kinney, Flaming Lips, he's, he's, he's been involved with a lot of them. Um, yeah. And I think that must have been... Uh, well, with all due respect, a little bit of a coup. How, how did that happen? Oh, it was mental, really. Another one of the lovely, ridiculous episodes that we have a lot of things that happen to us that are weird. <laughs> this is just another one of them, but it is probably the most significant one. So me and David were drunk around the, at home, around our kitchen table. I cooked tea and we're having a beer. And then we're talking about producers and how we, it would be nice to work with a producer on our next album, because obviously the first four, we just self-produced and that. That's it. And yeah. we're talking about Dave Friedman, because one of our favourite albums is the Soft Bulletin by the yeah. Bowman Mix. Yeah. And it's the first album we I, that I ever heard, personally, that I could really tell the production on it. Like, I could really go, fucking hell, that's a great idea. I love the way they've used that sound. And yeah. Whereas other production, I think it was a bit more maybe subtle that I didn't notice, but I just thought that was great. So I just said, all right, well, I'll write him then and see if he'll do it, right? <laughs> and David was like, that would be fucking ridiculous. There's just no way he's going to work with a band like, like the lovely eggs. That would be stupid. I was like, well, you know, the world is just full of other human beings. Like, That's no it. A God, so why, why not? Yeah. So I looked for an email for him, because I, I knew his, the name of his studio, but I couldn't find one at all. Uh, obviously, they don't publish his email on the internet. Scott <laughs> fans like us <laughs> were probably constantly bombarding with silly requests to record their band. But I got a bit obsessed by contacting him. I really wanted to, just because I didn't like to be defeated, really. So I was like, right, I'm going to find... So I found a phone number for the studio, and I had a few drinks before I rang them, because it's, like, it's really weird when you phone in America. Like You know, it's like... Echoey, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can tell. And, yeah. and the, and the, and the dying transition, it goes, you know, and then you start to shit yourself. So, like, I had a few drinks, phoned one number, first what one wrong number, got through to garage. Second time I rang again, got through to the Chinese takeaway. <laughs> Third time I rang, and I got through to the answer phone of the studio, and I wasn't expecting an answer phone at all. I thought, it would just be someone there, you know. Yeah. So I left this garble message on the answer phone just saying who the band was and that we thought his stuff was great and we would love for him to, you know, do our next album and all that. I can't remember what I said exactly, but something to that effect. And then that was that. And then David was like, oh, I can't believe you've done that. What a dickhead. <laughs> and I was like, well, you never know. You know, blah, blah. So we just left it at that. And one year later... We got an email from Dave <laughs> saying, I've listened to my answer phone, I've checked your band out and I love it, I want to do it. That's and brilliant. That's the story. That's well. That before I left Bad and this is all nowhere, that's the one we wanted him to produce. And he said, Am I too late? And we were like nearly fucking crying because we were like, Shit, yeah, you are, because we've just put it out like a month ago. <laughs> but we're like, Oh, but we can make another one. Yay! Let's do another one. 
So it took like a year to organise, hit the time frame to do it because he's so busy, you know, working with other like massive bands. It took us another year to sort it out. But it, it happened, which is miracles do come true. <laughs> they do. And I always tell people, pick up the bloody telephone. I love your analogy because people are just people. Pick up the phone and talk to them if you can. Be relentless yeah. and, and, and try just try and get dialogue with the person you want to talk to. Yeah. Good for you. No, that's brilliant. I, I thought... And he's a lovely man. Yeah, well, I've never met right. him, but by all accounts, he's just uh, just a lovely chap and, and just, just a fountain of knowledge, just... just well, how can he not be after having done all this stuff? It's incredible, isn't it, really? Yeah. I want to ask yeah, you something sort of a bit off topic, but um, what did you think of the, of the recent Twin Peaks reincarnation? Were you interested in that at all by virtue of... Uh... Mm, yes. I'm a, me and David are both Twin Peaks obsessive. That's what I thought. Obsessive. Yeah. But I'm also like a David Lynch obsessive. So what I was saying, I was talking to my... You know, Katie Raymond, who makes all our videos and yeah. does our, yes. a lot of the artwork to our singles? Yes. I was I was talking to him the other day about Twin Peaks, because he's doing um, some top trumps. Oh, yeah. At the moment, he's doing David Bowie top trumps, right? You have to Google them on. Brilliant. They're absolutely amazing, all the, the many faces of David Bowie. And his new one that he's going to do, I think, is like going to be Twin Peaks, but not Twin Peaks characters, because he thinks that's overdone. Objects and Twin Peaks. That's superb. <laughs> so it's like... Donuts and you know coffee, all the yeah, that, that's crazy, crazy things. That, you know, the dictaphone and all that. So, I was going on to him, and I just said, I like the new series on its own as a stand up, lynchian thing, yeah, but for me, it's not Twin Peaks, no, because I like the old school, I like the, the sort of soap opera format, yes, I like the way that it was sort of normal, but then crept over to the edge of being weird. Gotcha. So it's not something that you uh, that, that you can't tolerate, but it's different and not as good. But it's still David Lynch. Yeah. There I you go. That. I mean, he doesn't doesn't make doesn't do bad work. It's just because of the uh, obviously. I mean, he's absolutely brilliant. But I think I was hoping for something which was exactly the same as he yeah. wanted. Yeah. Just like older, but like exactly the same vibe. You know, exactly the same. Yeah. That's it. That's it. In a nutshell, predictable unpredictability is David Lynch. That that certainly is. Now, now you, you've just had, you've just been on tour, and and you know you, you seem to be perpetually on tour, whether it's a mini tour, large tour, or or, 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 or intermittent tour. Uh, are you uh, are you busy this summer with uh, with gigs and and, and and festivals? Yeah, we've got loads of festivals over the summer. In fact, we're just having a couple of weeks off at the moment, which yeah. is good because it coincides with a heat wave in the UK. Yeah. Great. Lovely. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's full on 
all the time. Which you, is good. You're busy all the way through the nice weather. Yeah, well, you do your own set, plus then, then you, you know, then you're uh, in the audience yourself for the rest of them, provided they provide who you're playing with are worth watching. Um, I was going to ask you, a, I was going to ask you a favour. Um, I was going to ask you to uh, curate uh, the three songs you'd like me to play off. This is Eggland to surround the interview. Uh, okay. I'd like, yeah. Which what would, what three would you like me to play? I'll say Wiggy Diggy. Yeah. Uh, Return of Witchcraft. Right, you are. And I shouldn't have said that. Well, they're all good ones. <laughs> There's no bad ones on it. So, um, in the future, is is there, is there something we can look forward to in terms of a next release uh, that, that uh, that's coming down the pipe for for, for yeah, the little eggs? We definitely we don't know what it's going to be, Perfect. We're going to stay tuned. And what, what what would you like me to say? Is, is what's the best what's the best website for people to follow you up? What do you? Oh, well, it's the Lovely Eggs website, which is thelovelyeggs.co.uk. But yeah. we're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Just Lovely Eggs. You are, eggs. and you and you're very proactive. And I encourage everyone to follow 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 this lot because uh, I, I just I just love I just love the the candid aspect of everything that you chuck up. It, it's just nothing is contrived. It's all natural. It's fantastic. And oh, thanks, yeah. Well, it's just life, isn't it? You, you know, yeah. Really that there is out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all have to have our permanent bullshit detectors on. I mean, that's that's just a that's ongoing. But but you are you are the anti-bullshit police, and, and it's 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 lovely that you're around. And I was going to ask you one last question, and it's a question, oh. Holly, that, that I ask, ask everybody, um, and it's completely non-music related. But I I, I I can already predict that you're going to give me a good answer. Hypothetically, yeah. hypothetically, you've just done a, a gig out this way, and you're around my my place, the pair of you with with a nice with a nice brew, and I bring out the biscuit tin, but it's a magic biscuit tin. You can choose any biscuit tin. Uh, sorry, you can choose any biscuit rather, past, present, or future. What would you choose? Oh my god! I know the stumper, isn't it? Um, I think I think for me, just for the nostalgia, as long as it was in the original '80s wrapping, it would be a five, four, three, two, one. That is, f you are the first taker of dozens and dozens for a five, four, three, two, one. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and you also, what I've got is this kind of intricate infographic where I, I, I line people's names adjacent to their uh, bicky of choice. So, you, you, you've set my task today to find a decent high resolution file of a five, four, three, two, one. Well, you see, I just remember getting them, having them in the it does. You're thinking about breakaways and wagon wheels and all that stuff. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's all in the same boat. But, but thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, and thank you for facilitating this because I know that you're uh, you're, very, you're very busy people. Um, yeah, all right. And um, I, I'm looking forward to sharing this with everybody, and it should be uh, should be out and about in the, the internet ether by Monday. But I'll drop you I'll drop you a line and let you know when uh, when everything's everything's sorted. But in the meantime. Stay, stay cool, as they say. And please, you know, don't, don't uh, drink lots of water and stay in the shade because mum and dad are there right now and they're, they're having a terrible time of things. 
So it's just abs absolutely intolerable weather. So just stay cool, and, I, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you in the next uh, next couple of days. Okay, see you later. Look Bye. after. Tra Bye. Impelled and curious enough to go and buy a whole load of material by the lovely eggs, I would blink in well think so. Now, my thanks, of course, go to Holly. The, the better half of uh, the lovely eggs. No, no disrespect, of course, intended towards David. I'm sure he'd admit that himself if he was indeed put on the spot. Um, a reminder that uh, you need to go to thelovelyeggs.co.uk, sign up for their mailing list, and you need to buy their records. One more song by them, as chosen by Holly, as all three were, and they all appear on This Is Eggland, the latest and fifth LP. Here specifically is I Shouldn't Have Said That. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. That is indeed the story of my life. I should keep it shut most of the time. Um, my thanks go out to Holly Ross, the lovely eggs, and the 54321 biscuit, uh, or Chocky Bar, depending on how pedantic you might be. And, uh, of course, my thanks go out to you lot for listening. And, as I usually do, it's my end-of-programme plea for you, the listener, with uh, consummate musical taste, to recommend the programme to someone of similar taste. That would be very, very helpful and much appreciated. I'll be back next week with episode 90 of Near Perfect Pitch, hoping to have Gang of Four on the programme. I'm not sure if that's written in stone, but uh, I'm going to endeavour to do so. Back next week. Ta-ra.